0: Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Just Two Dads with my co-host Sean Francis. I am Brian Altunian. And today, I feel like I say this every every episode, but today is really a very 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 special episode. Um it's you're going to hear about a story of of despair and hope of love lost and love found of of sacrifice and achievement
1: and I got tissue for you, Brian.
0: No, we all get emotional about it already. Because this is about uh this is about a mother's love for her children that goes beyond. So stay tuned for a great episode of Just Two Dads. That dad came out of, I don't know. If that's see, that's how meaningful this conversation is gonna mm-hmm. be. I'm already feeling it. So Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Just Two Dads. I'm Brian Altunian, along with Sean Francis. And today's guests are a uh, filmmaker and the subjects of an amazing documentary feature film. I, it, we implore you to uh, please go out and see this film called Beyond. So before we get to today's today's folks, I just want to thank, if you're catching us live on Facebook, please leave us some comments. We all will see them. Um, for you guys, it's up on the right-hand side. Look at the comments. People will, uh, if there's some great comments you'd like us to put up on the screen, they will show up on the screen. Joe Leah happens to be my daughter. Hello, Joe. Hey. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're catching us after the fact on our YouTube channel, please hit the subscribe button, share this with, share the story with as many people as you can, because where this film goes and what it's going to be leading to is going to be so um, impactful on a global scale. Um, and when you see the story and experience it, I promise you, you're, you will be forever changed. If you're hearing us on podcast outlets everywhere, thank you for allowing us to be part of your, your listening day. And if you're catching us on WSTX AM radio down in the U.S. Virgin Islands, thank you for for joining us as well. Um, please leave us some comments. Let us know. You can reach us at wearejusttodads at gmail.com. Um, and so without further ado, I just wanted to um, I want us to get into this. We have a limited time with one of our guests. And so we just want to get into it. Hello, Colette. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, I just uh, so moved by the impact of this film. And again, I've spent a lot of time in documentary filmmaking, and and, and the craft is gorgeous. And it's 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 so powerful when the subject matter is something that um, that we can relate to. For those of us who have children in the special needs community, you're going to feel completely connected to the experience um, that you're going to hear about. Um, but for those who have neurotypical children, I promise you, you will be moved by this experience as well. So I am thrilled that we're able to have these folks on our podcast today. Um, and so before we get to them, I'm just going to throw it over to Sean, who I'm sure is going to jump right in. But uh, Sean Francis, good to see you as always, my friend. Um, how you feeling?
1: I'm grateful here and today more than ever it is minimally about me and maximally if that is a word about our guests and the people that are going to receive uh what we have here today. So um it was what was brought to our attention about maybe 2 weeks ago was a documentary called Beyond and uh it, it was brought to our attention by um um one of our uh, Nancy. prior guests great, yeah. great friend of the show Nancy Elspot Jackson and it's not too often that I'm looking for words, but I'm shopping for them right now, and the shelves are empty. Um, <laughs> I can't find any that fits, so we'll just re- jump right into it. The, it is an amazing documentary. The filmmaker, the director, is a gentleman by the name of uh, Tiago De Dalt, and, um, uh, Tamara, Thank you. and uh, Tamara and 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 Mark are part <laughs> of the subject. Welcome to Just Do That.
2: Thank, Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you, you for so
1: having me. us. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, yeah, those Great. of you that have seen our previous shows, you know that when we begin this, you know, we have, we, we say to our guests, you know, pe- these are people that are just doing what they do. We do what we do, raising our children, serving the community. And most heroes don't see themselves as heroes. And we jump into the origin, how one's raised and where their powers come from. That stuff can be found out a bit in the documentary. So we're going to encourage you to do that. What we're gonna do is just sort of jump right into the film itself, and because we have limited time with him here today, uh, Tiago, welcome. Let's start with you and tell us about you know, because how did you come to make the film, and what a fantastic job you did.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Um, Tamara is great explaining this. I would I would do my best here. But short, um, <laughs> long story short. I was uh, making a documentary about Alzheimer prior, it called Where is Nancy? And during the time, this was before the pandemic, and during the time, I met a, a common friend called Azira, and she came to me. I did a short film about autism before, and she came to me she said, I, I love your film, but I do have a friend called Tamara, and she was an actress, and she had two autistic sons, they are adults and non-verbal, and, and I was not planning to make another film about autism. I thought the short film that I did was kind of enough, <laughs> but then uh, a year later, the pandemic hit and I as an artist, as you are, you know, you're always looking to tell stories and do something. and. Tamara's story just came back to my mind and I got in contact with the friend and say, would you mind introduce me to Tamara? I really love to get to know her story more. And then she did. And me and Tamara had a call She watch my short film uh, before. And we just, I don't know how to explain. We, we, it felt like we knew each other forever, you know, in... And then I came to the house. We I got to meet Ian that day. I don't know. It was just love, 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 love. It was it meant to be. I called my producer Drew Miller. We we decided to make. It's supposed to be a day in Tamara's life. It's supposed to be that first day in the movie. That is the Thanksgiving. That's supposed to be just a short doc, even because we didn't know Tamara like. We didn't want to be invasive, you know, but as soon as we finished filming that day, I called Drew, I show her um, the the footage and I say, we have a lot to tell here. It's a, it's a big story. And we decided to film from Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving and whatever happened during that time is the movie. So it was no script, nothing. It was really going with the flow and being in the house and... Trying to capture as much as real life and everything was really what Tamara was going through, you know. Even even Mark coming to the picture, everything.
0: Yeah, it was uh, what was so uh, what's amazing about it is that we got to see that, and and, and I remember Tamara even saying like this was going to be a one a one day thing, and mm-hmm. so much happens in that year. And and again, the ability for us to. Yeah. to voyeuristically watch mark <laughs> physically <laughs> show up and uh and again what the two of 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 you are doing now on a going forward basis uh tiago you did a, such a lovely job capturing so much um so much emotion clearly i get Thank emotional you. about it um so um so much hopefulness and and uh and and i'm i was i was amazed and so and tomorrow if we can just go go to you for a second because your experience in in when when Tiago came to you and said, "Hey, we want to see. You know, we want to we want to take a, like how did that conversation go? We want to what film a day in your life? We want to how, how was that for you?"
3: Well, initially when I was walking around the Rose Bowl and Azita um, I- reached out to me in a text and said, "There's someone who um, wants to uh, wants to speak to you. If you're interested, he's a filmmaker. And like Tiago had said, and I was actually talking to Mark on the phone on video and he goes, you know, reach out. So I did. And I watched Duke by myself, his film, uh, his short film, Duke at at a little cafe out here. I was sitting outside. And if it wasn't sitting outside by myself in front of people walking by, I would have burst into tears. It was such a brilliant film. And I thought if anyone could tell my story, it would be this this director. But we met on a Zoom. Um, I was out at a restaurant because it was, would have been hard for me to meet him in the house. There was a lot going on. So we right. we, met, we met on Zoom and um, it was instantaneous. It was it was as if uh, I had known him, like you said, all my life. And I and when he came into the house to interview and to do that one day, I just felt like I don't know. I always wanted to make have someone come into our life and do a documentary. I wanted to do a real thing so people could understand the lives of people like uh, what I was living and continue to live. But now with a partner, but to be alone and to do it, he really epitomized for so many people that would be too wouldn't want to be uh, seen in the light that I was seen in the film. It's too painful for them. Yeah. I don't really, know if I um, answered the question. <laughs> no, you did. No, you did. Yeah, I
0: mean, listen. When you're in the middle of it, someone says we want to make a film of you. It, some people will be like, "What? There's nothing special about what is I'm going through." A. B. I don't want to show all of the, all of the stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, going through a lot. And um, and I know documentary filmmakers, especially good documentary filmmakers, that. I think you use the word omniscient. They are there, uh, and they are not interfering. They're just observing. They're turning mm-hmm. the camera on and take and watching what what takes place. And so, um, I think for some people, I think we're a little desensitized with reality television. We think like that's like that's you know voyeuristic. <laughs> but even though that's all scripted and, and BS, documentary filmmaking really is, you know, giving us a chance to have a window into into your life. And I think for some people, that would be a daunting thing to consider um your willingness to do it in all of its all of its glory pretty and not pretty um mm-hmm. really is something that makes it kind of relatable i think for for those of us again who have children who you know w- we deal with on the on on the spectrum and again just for explanation for anybody who's listening if they they don't know tomorrow's two uh children uh ian and harry are, are young adults now in their 20s nonverbal um, and um, and the experience tomorrow needs a, an army of people to yeah. now manage the house <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. was doing it alone for 20 plus years until this lovely man came into her life uh, and, uh, and 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 l- listen mark I'm gonna say this too you and and Tiago from people who come from outside of the world in other words not having that experience of having a child um, that is dealing with, uh, you know, some sort of disability or medically complex issue, or or on on the spectrum, for you to have both thrown yourselves into this life. We, there's not even words that can express uh, how amazing we find that, um, because it truly is a it, it is a, it is a commitment and it is a uh, an amazing sacrifice for what you know your life to have been. To then enter into this into the space and uh hats off to you for 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 being such an i mean a source of love for these two t- two young men and their incredible mother from the first moment to that it's just it's a yeah. it's an amazing it's an amazing thing to experience
4: well it's uh it was pretty easy actually because she has the biggest heart in the world yeah. i've ever known
3: <laughs> she's yeah. pointing to you
0: uh, <laughs> you probably would both point to Tiago, and y'all would be pointing at each other.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: What, what's amazing too is I I did not realize because here's the thing that I thought I I have a you know both Brian and I obviously everyone here has some semblance of a public existence. I mean I guess everybody does. Most people do in this day and age. I um, saw a podcast the other day that was talking about how everybody has a a brand of some sort, whether you think of it or not. But I am by nature, a private person. And I always try to straddle that fence between Mm -hmm. when you let people in with regard to your fears and things of that sort, there's value. Anything that lets people know that they're not alone and that you're experiencing the same thing as them brings people together. But I was thinking- Now, if I were to tell my wife, look, do you know what kind of gratitude we are going to have by people around the world touched by our challenges and our story if we have a film crew come here? She would say, yeah, whatever. She might look at me like I'm crazy. And I would have to talk myself in the third person into even bringing it up because we like our privacy. And I I didn't even realize till today that it was a year commitment that you're talking about, that you guys went from Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving. Uh, What on earth is that possibly even like, like, let's talk about that portion of it. How many, what are we talking about in terms of crew and and the whole nine yards? And I'm sure there's things that we don't see on the film that transpired as well, life
2: being what it is. Tiago, you go. Let me start (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) I, in my case, as soon as I, I met Tamara first time, and also it was COVID, so you have to have that in mind that we had to really, most of the time was me. And also I had uh, Dammy, it's my uh, co producer, and Bruna. Uh, both will come to the house sometimes with me, but most of the time was me. And we were also like, I had to really give up a lot of the usual crew equipment and the whole thing that I usually have with me because I didn't want to bring COVID to the house. And not only that, um, be that comfortable with a crew and all the camera and all those things going on. So to make this happen was really most of the time, only me around Tamara and I would go with her schedule. And like Tamara, what are you doing today? Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, Ian's going to do this. So then I could really flow inside their schedule without changing their routine, because this is a big thing for them. You know, you can't change their lives and just, um, I I would suggest something like, oh, it'd be nice to go to the park and film something there if the boys are going to the park, that kind of thing. But uh, mostly, if not 100%, was really flowing with tomorrow's schedule. but and, it was a boy's schedule, and right? also because we bound it so, so easily and the boys upset me so easily, too, mm-hmm. for me, in my case, I'm sure. And also, I have a, a, already like 10 people <laughs> in the house taking care of the boys. So I think she was already not having her privacy at all. So I don't know how it was for sure She say that in the movie. It wasn't easy to put her life out like that. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, she was already not having privacy. So how it was for you, Tamara.
3: (laughs) That's exactly it. I mean, uh, we talk about that, Mark and I, even now, like it's when you have the kids that we have and what we're trying, what we are doing, it's because we want them to have a quality of life. They live with us at this, you know, at this time, this is their home and we just live here with them. (laughs) It's really like, you know, the house is theirs with, you know, the staff that are here all the time. We're very selective about who we hire now um, because we want it to feel like a family and we want it to be purposeful care. And it's, it's tough. You know, we're living in a, in a time where nobody wants to work anymore since COVID and people aren't getting paid enough. And, you know, we could go into a whole other area about what we're facing but yeah. the bottom line is the privacy issue has been gone for years. But I'm, I'm like you, Sean, I'm an extremely private person, even though I was in mm-hmm. show business for you know, 40 some years. You know, I mean, still am with voiceover when I can. I, I really, people think they know you. And then they saw the movie. My own friends were like dumbfounded, like people who came to the first mm-hmm. screen. They, they, they literally said I had no idea her life was like this. So I did a wow. good job of, of acting like everything was <laughs> status quo all the time. So yeah, how, how,
0: Yeah, for sure, and and for the for the for the boys too. We call them the boys; they're men. Um, mm-hmm. Having having Tiago there, how how long did it take for them to, um, for for them to be comfortable with Tiago and the idea of having a camera there? Did it take a while
3: to? they immediately loved Tiago. It was like an instantaneous, just like when they met Mark for the first time, it was absolutely like, there was some sort of beautiful synchronicity about the timing of everything was exactly right on time. I would say he was the missing puzzle piece. Um, Tiago always says that because I crossed the Amazon, I brought him here because um, I went to Peru <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and, um, and And then Mark, you know, being from Australia, uh, for all those years and then coming here at this specific moment in time it's you can't make this stuff up you can't script it you know it's like I think that's the beauty of it is that we just didn't know what we were doing all, all Tiago would always say with me every time he came over is we're going with the flow so you know we, we just <laughs> it's, it's all we could do because we didn't know from moment to moment Harry was in a lot of pain in the movie Um, with his mouth and we couldn't get him help. And he was extremely self-injurious as a result and damaging property. And it was a really, really critical time. And and it had unraveled the year prior to COVID. And so everything just kept going down. So Tiago's timing was perfect because he captured um, what a lot of people go through across the world that don't have the services that we have in California and even the services we have in California are impossible to get in the red tape that you have to go through and the hoops you have to jump through and the amount of paperwork and staying on top of people. And then you get the mm-hmm. authorizations, but they don't have staffing. So it's there's right. a huge uh, there, there's a huge problem in the global community for people yeah. who need this kind of care.
2: It's
1: a vicious cycle. Uh, go ahead, do you go ahead, Tiago.
2: Can I add something? Uh-huh. I just wanna yeah. add that I'm 100% sure that Ian Harry knew that I was there to tell their story and more the Tamara's story because they're always so happy that I was there it was always it, we had great great chemistry it was beautiful Ian sometimes he didn't like the camera it's a thing that he don't <laughs> like electronics in general so he will come over at the camera and press rec the rec button it, <laughs> it was very interesting so he, it was his way of saying, "Don't film me," <laughs> <laughs> and I and I would stop, and I would come to someone I was like, "Okay, you don't want to be filmed. It's fine, you yeah. know." And then exactly. we would find a way to keep going. But uh, <laughs> it was just beautiful the way that they accept me and understood what I was doing, and it was beautiful. That is beautiful.
1: I have to tell you, I I, I have. I, I, this may be a gift. I think, I, I think you'll really appreciate this. A couple things I got from the film, which is one, and again, from your statement just now, Tiago, which is our children know, you know, I, I always talk about raising consciousness, you know, being aware of what we think about, think about what we think about, think about stepping in other people's shoes for a minute. And our children, and I say, you know, this isn't limited to autism, but there is something with the autism spectrum disorder, I think in particular, you know, when our children embrace someone or give a green light or give them a pass, you know, it's something to be said for that. In addition to when they're like, I don't like this person. And they can't really explain why. And <laughs> the part that I think is uh gift worthy about the film is our son would not be classified uh, as uh nonverbal. Elijah can speak. Lord he can speak. <laughs> but sometimes sometimes he doesn't, you know, there there are gaps in the words or whole sentences or things of that sort. And we had a guest on our show once. And again, this is why no matter you you can never tire of the work that it takes to keep raising our consciousness. We had a guest on our show once that said, you know, behavior is language. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, and you Mm -hmm. think I would never forget that. Mm -hmm. But when I looked at Harry in the film, and he was actually, I can't even which one of the of the boys had the problem with his tooth? That's Harry.
2: It was Harry. Okay. Give give
1: myself credit. When he (laughs) was going through his behavior with his mouth, right? And the people watching, you know, this is a you know. Someone that has, you know, an an abscess problem with his teeth. And he's not able to verbally tell you that he's in discomfort. But he's telling you. He's telling you. So I stopped and thought of the moments when, you know, maybe because Elijah is verbal, I expect that he's going to clearly communicate, you know, in my thick-headedness and moments of, you know, lapse. Forget that, hey, he can't verbally tell you everything that he's going through. Mm -hmm. and I was reminded to listen more here and here than I do here. And that is probably one of the most valuable lessons I got from the film. And again, what's important to the special needs communities and it's important to any and everyone when you talk about basic human needs. So again, just to do what I got from it was to, in every walk of life, Listen more from here and here than we do from here. And for those that are listening on the audio and not looking at the video when this comes out, I'm pointing to the the heart and the mind versus the and the head versus our, our ears. So thank you. Yeah,
2: well, thank uh, you.
1: Just uh, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> tomorrow,
0: Mark, you guys have now seen the impact that you have on people who watch who watch the film. <laughs> we really want to encourage as many people as possible to uh, mm. to take a look. Up on the screen, docbeyond.com. Is that the right? Is it uh, is that the right link? Well, I, I
2: I think we're well. Beyond two the things. Cinema. I think the most the yeah the uh, the movie's out at Kinema.com. It's cinema with K, and people can just uh, go there and research beyond and gonna be able to uh, rent the movie and watch. And the other website that is very important for you guys to talk is beyond, beyondranchfoundation.org. Which uh, Tamara definitely and Mark will be talking about it. We um, will. I don't know if I don't know if it's possible to show the trailer.
0: You know, we couldn't get the file uploaded. Otherwise, we were we were trying. Oh, to get I'm that. so sorry.
1: No, no, it's we. It's more than fine. Uh, it,
3: our that's yeah. what happens in
1: the <laughs> world of last minute, of which and that's the world of which we are president and mayor, by the way.
3: <laughs> and he just, yeah. night, I so I <laughs> he just flew in, in last yeah, night. So Tiago just got
4: back.
1: Yeah, so we, exactly. so
0: we realize a little bit limited, but beyond ranchfoundation.org you can see the trailer, documentaries listed. Kinema is is the uh is the streaming service by which you On can farm. see the film. Yes. Um yeah, so so definitely we obviously want to encourage people to see it. We're if for those who are in Southern California, there's gonna be another screening in person in, in Malibu in January. Um, I, I don't think we can screen this film enough, frankly. I think people we, sh- we should be doing more of these screenings because it's so impactful. And it doesn't matter if there's five sure. people in the crowd or five hundred, it's it impacts every single person. I the the at the premiere well, that the, we had for our group, it was Nobody wanted to leave. Sorry, Tiago, you were going to say something.
2: And the good thing about Kinema, people can just go there and create a whole event. So you can screen for five people to 500 people, or you can do your own event. You can get tickets from there. It's a very nice platform for that type of thing. So I encourage people that watch the film and want to show to a lot of people, go there, create your event, and you're going to be able to show to as many people as you want.
3: And just to interject a- one more thing, too, is yes. uh, a lot of people that have seen the film once and then they see it again some months later and they uh, they have thought it was a whole new film. And we're like, well, <laughs> well no, it's the same movie. <laughs> and, uh, it's the
2: same movie.
3: <laughs> so it depends on where the person is, as Sean has brought up about their consciousness or what they're passing through. I think each time people watch this film, especially on a big screen, the the impact it has on a large screen with a group of people is so powerful that people have told me that they they have left spiritually changed. So that that's like one of the coolest things in the world to me that Tiago with a little handheld camera created such a powerful movie. Um,
2: mm-hmm. An Oscar we, we always get it together so
3: worthy. <laughs> he really deserves it. It's 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 a genius. Oh, uh, thank it's, you. Amazing.
0: It really is, and again, from no. my experience in documentary filmmaking. It's a special craft, and when you can find a craftsman who does that work really well, it's a special. It's a special experience. Um, Tiago, we know we we are are thank we running you. out of time with you. We have to. Um, do we have to say goodbye to you? I yes. Need to, off to another. Um,
2: I'm so okay, sorry. I wish come- I could stay, but um, thank you very much for having me. And people, please look up for. I mean. I am on Instagram too and at DL and Miller Productions, we have all the other projects we have done there, but I would love for people to just go and watch Beyond at Kinema.com and also Beyond Range Foundation. You can watch the trailer and can figure it out. If you look up for us online, if, if you have any, any problem accessing the movie, we're gonna help you. And I just, I'm gonna leave you with the best people in the planet and they're gonna tell you more about their special lives. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Appreciate yes. Thank Thank you, you so much, you, Thiago. Thiago. Best of luck. to you. See you too. <laughs> <laughs> you too. <soon>. Yeah. <laughs> <Bye. laughs>
0: All right. So, so now we can get into, and, and I'm glad that we got a chance to do that because we want people to experience the the film and and hopefully, you know, broaden that audience and get and, and get as many people to view it as uh, as possible. It's it's incredible. I'm I'm going to go to another screening again because I want to have that second experience, see, <laughs> see a whole new film. But let's talk about you guys, because uh, now we want to get a chance to, to sort of get into um, a little bit about your story. I want to give the whole thing away. But 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 tomorrow, you know, if you want to give a little bit of background on um, on you and, and and your you know where you were going in your career, um, the, the the boys and the experience, and really why you made the choices that you make. A lot of times, people are fascinated that we make choices. To us as parents, we're like, of course, this is what I, I didn't have another choice. This was what I was going to do. But you you had a you had a promising career, um, and you made an active choice to change your focus. We talk a little, a little bit about that in the, the beginning, yes. the origins, if you will.
3: <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I didn't know Tiago was going to put my life story into a movie i thought it was just going to be a day in the life of ian and harry and tamara on a thanksgiving so uh when i discovered that he had found footage and had done this and gone through boxes it was sort of like i when i first saw the film i was a little shocked (laughs) it became such a story about my life it became a life who's that huh
1: you were like who is that i forgot about her what the
3: heck is going on but um Mm -hmm. it was a uh amazing life in terms of just the way things happen for me. I mean, it's, it goes, it's been sort of my whole life. It's, I worked, I've worked really hard. I started as a dancer and always And but I, I literally, my ballet was my passion and tap and jazz. And I mean, Broadway happened out of my hometown. I went to my first open call when I was, you know, a first year out of college. And I, I, I went, my friends talked me into going in Portland, Oregon and, it was for the first international company It was the first touring company of a chorus line and i i literally had never done a musical theater because i'd been a dancer and singer but i did it mostly as a you know a um classically trained uh professional you know that kind of focus on ballet ballet scholarships and such so it was i just went and i had to sing and act and dance and two weeks later i got a call sitting by they put me on tv that day and two weeks later i'm sitting by my pool and i get a phone call and i thought someone was playing with me and they just said you know would you be interested in um in flying to new york you fight in five days if you could get we could fly you to new york you have wardrobe fittings blah 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 this is the contract i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Well, who are you and they go well, this is the company manager <laughs> of a course line and i'm i'm like yeah right you know like i thought someone was playing with me it was a couple weeks later and literally my life turned overnight it was like i saw my mother coming back from florida visiting my sister at the airport said hi mom bye mom and i flew off to new york and my life changed and um i had a a lot of i don't know just the right timing right place I landed uh when i first landed in new york six weeks later i was told to go to an open call for dancing and that's where bob fossey hand picked me out of i don't know how many people auditioned that day and then I went. I I left Broadway for a while and went back to ballet and studied with one of the greatest teachers in the world, David Howard. And I studied with danced with Chicago and Princeton ballet companies and then New York City Opera. And while I was doing, as a as a friend asked me to be in the in you know New York City Opera as a dancer, I ended up understudying roles in Candide and um, the Merry Widow, and I ended up uh, meeting. Uh, Donald Sadler, who asked me to lead the auditions for On Your Toes, and when George Abbott, the director, saw me, said, "I want, I want her in the show." So no. it's like it's like that. And then I, you know, I started going more. I did a lot of commercial work, a lot of modeling stuff, and then I started acting. And um, one of my first uh, auditions was for Sydney Poitier, and um, out of 750 people all across the country, eight of us were picked, handpicked by Sydney. We had old-fashioned screen tests. I mean, it's really been a fairy tale. It was a fairy tale story of the way things were. For sure. And um, yeah, Because
1: you – oh, go ahead, Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead,
3: Sean. I was like talking a lot. Well,
1: I was just, just going to say – no, you're not talking too much. We're here every week. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say usually what happens is, you know – when a person is pursuing a, a, a career in entertainment, especially if you're talking about Broadway and everything, there's you know the starving artist is you know what builds muscles for stardom, so to speak. You didn't have that happen. You New York was like welcoming <laughs> you. You know yeah. that's 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 very very different.
3: Yeah, it's it's rare, and it's it's. Uh, I didn't even know that it was rare because it was my story, right? I just thought, well, this knew. is. What- supposed to be doing. And I've, I worked really hard and I continued to study and I always wanted to be better. And I, the, the competitive part of me was about me being the best I could possibly be. So I, I always studied with the best. I, I watched when I was in rehearsals with the best people in the world, I wouldn't take a lunch. I'd watch them. You know, I'd go and watch the rehearsals. I'd watch the director working with them. It was like, I, I felt like I was taking in absorbing as much as I could from all these great legendary people that I was blessed to work with. So right. when I got to LA after the movie, Sidney Poitier had taken me under his wing and I was, he was really, he placed me with an agency. He placed me with the acting coach, Peggy Fury, that um, he said, she's the best. And he goes, but well, don't stay too long. Don't I don't want to wreck your natural talent. You know, he was very, very like fatherly with me. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like studying like for a year and a half with Peggy, like head on, like every day, five days a week and auditioning and working. But, What ended up happening, she died. The last day I worked with her, um, she'd said I saw her looking differently in the room. And I just said, Peggy looks different today. And my friend Gretchen was like, what do you mean? I said, I don't know. She just looks different. So we did this scene, and it was a very small group that day. And she said, she asked me a question about, I was doing a scene from Plenty with Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep's Mm -hmm. role. And she goes, "Tomorrow, do you relate more to the Tracy Ullman or this character. And I said, I'm a combination of both. She goes, well, you know, I used to want to live to be 103, but now my kids are grown. And I think, you know, I've lived a good life and I'm, I think they're going to be fine. I thought, well, that's a weird thing to say. And then we went to lunch and she was eating at the same place with her husband, Bill Trailer, And they were, he was blowing kisses at her as she drove away and then she, she never got home again. She had a head on collision and died. So when her death happened and because she had taken me under her wing I was like my my appendage point. If you read like Carlos Castaneda, I was like, I was kind of like, what am I here doing? Like she's yeah. gone, and and do I really? Is this what's important? So she threw me into my spiritual uh, seeking. Like I just, I really wanted to know why I was here. So I left mm-hmm. for a while. I made a lot of and, people upset. My agents trust. I, think, <laughs> you know, I like- bet because you, you know,
1: much like. Athletics, in terms of being in your physical prime and and young, and of a certain age, or whatever have you. Entertainment is like you know you you step into the flow. You you don't step away and then just step back whenever have you. And so for those that don't know, the film that tomorrow is referring to is a film called Fast Forward that Sydney Poitier directed. um, uh, You know, very underrated film. And so when this happens and you step away and begin to question what your purpose is, you're like on the cusp of. Who knows what you had a, a guest appearance on, 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 on cheers. Um, and, you know, I, we, we, that was shown in the film as well. And I was like, I remember that scene. I remember that exactly. You know, I, every last bit yeah. of that. So, so th- this shift takes place and you begin to begin the spiritual
3: awakening, um, mm-hmm. continue with that. Yeah, so I, I, you know, really, even my mother was very upset with me as well, by the way. But um, I, I went to India. I went. Um, I traveled the country uh, for a while in a kind of a unusual during the time of Shirley MacLaine and out on a limb. A lot of people were into channeling. I, I left with a channel. That's my was my first initial thing, and I traveled the country. I was. I actually he asked me the woman who channeled it was a male entity that came through. He, he asked me to travel with them. So I didn't pay for any of it. It was like, I was given yeah. this opportunity to travel the country and, and rest and meditate and eat well. And, you know, having been a dancer and been on my own for so many years, you know, you don't have the greatest healthy habits. So I learned about taking better care, self-care uh, going within I got to a point where I could meditate up to 14 hours a day. Like it was nothing. I mean, I I went through a real sort of, I went down every path like Tibetan, but I, I studied everywhere. I, I I was, I'm a non-denominational person. I believe all religions are one. And I went to India. I went to Peru. I went two times to India and was uh, asked to go with someone very dear to me. That is, you know, um, is, Meher Baba's in the movie, but the man who ran it, not ran it, but it was one of the uh, Mondali members asked me to go to India with him. And that also is a gift because I was taken by the hand of someone who had served um, what I respect as one of the highest beings on the planet that ever walked. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took me with him and took me to all the sacred places that Baba had been and his, uh, the ones that brought him into his divinity. So it's it was a journey. It was definitely and it's still it's what's made me able to do uh the foundation of what I do with the boys.
0: So I want to only just for sake of time, I wanna I want to jump a little bit because first of all, your origin story is is fascinating and the trajectory that you were on. So you know you're you're on this path career wise, you take a detour, you go another path, then you have you know, you have the boys, and they're diagnosed with with autism, and that's the beginning of the story that's uh, that that's in the film. But just again, for sake of time, I want to I want to jump because I want. First of all, I don't want to give the movie away. I want to encourage everybody to go <laughs> see to see the film. Please you're reading my mind,
1: film. Brian. You're re- you're it, reading my amazing. mind because I was gonna I was gonna add, what, what it, I felt like to, to, to she's setting up is how the faith prepares her for what's
0: coming. Right. Go ahead. So because there's. So, so again, there's, there's love and there's sacrifice and the choices that we make, you know, having a spiritual, you know, a spiritual, I won't say an awakening, but a spiritual path gives you some, a different kind of grounding, I think, than some folks. So again, your, your preparation for supporting the, the boys, all these, all these years on your own, Mark comes into your life and you now have decided to make it something that is going to benefit the world, not just the movie, but where you're going now with the beyond ranch. So Mm I want, and and I love Mark your, you know, the little bit from you on, on how you got into this and how you guys decided to make this now something that is going to be truly a legacy for so, so many people. We hear a little bit about that pathway.
4: Well, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, well, I was married for, 37 years. My wife passes away. Um, my kids in Australia said, dad, you got to get on Facebook. Um, cause my wife uh, was always on it. Never it. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> so I finally got on and, um, I don't know, we just saw, saw tomorrow, uh, who I knew back in high school, uh, many, many years ago was, uh, on Facebook. So I reached out or she reached out. We don't know, can't remember who, <laughs> who be friend to but, um, we reconnected and then, about, I don't know, it was probably about a month later, I saw a post uh, that you put up about Harry and Ian. <laughs> it
3: yeah. It always makes him emotional. A yeah. Tough yeah. And uh, Harry was having a really tough time. Yeah,
4: it just blew, blew me away. And I just thought, whoa, what a woman. What a woman. Um, so we kept, uh, kept <laughs> communicating a little bit, not much, and I was coming over to uh, visit family over here in, in Oregon and uh, asked if uh, she had a minute to meet me at the airport, but uh, fate had, took another turn mm-hmm. and uh, it couldn't happen. And
3: uh, I had Harry's conservatorship clerk coming at the exact hours that he could, I could visit him at the airport. I had to be here for Harry. And had I gone to the airport and not stayed to take care of my responsibility, I wouldn't have had the right to put Harry, to not put Harry into a. conservatorship. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
4: So, um, yeah, fake being what it was yeah. and it was the best thing that ever happened because it just catalyzed yeah. and crystallized what we were starting Old to feel. Old fashioned love
3: chat. story. Yeah. Really got to know each other.
4: Um, and we just, uh, texted initially for about two months and then finally I rang her at some ungodly hour of the morning <laughs> <laughs> And uh, being the time difference that it is in Australia. And, uh, yeah, from there on, we just, we would talk up to five hours a day, every day, at least five hours um and i kept her up for god knows, <laughs> what hours of the night and uh, yeah it's um, a beautiful beautiful way to reconnect it's uh it it yeah just just knew when i got here this relationship would never be broken
3: and that's Amazing. how
4: we yeah. so we from there you know we we tomorrow always you know we talked a lot about it, you know what her goals were what you wanted for the boys and you know we thought okay well i'm here let's let's make, start making something happen so uh, we we started a nonprofit organization uh, called BeyondRanchFoundation.org. foundation.org it is a uh, 501c3 um uh, and we are now looking towards the future because we do we do fully understand this is a global problem this isn't just you know our little our little house here this is this is a huge problem across the world and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and there are no real solutions. For those people that don't have a high income, there are some, you know, as everyone with autistic kids is always searching for the answer. There are, there are um, dwellings out there, but they are cost prohibitive for the average, average parent of a severely autistic child because with that comes also the responsibility. And if you do care for yourself, it's hard to hold a job. So a lot of it's a one-income family, or it might be you know welfare family. So these people don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to to pay every year, year in and year out. So we're trying to come up with a very low-cost model that can be sustainable and it can be a model that can be rolled out in wherever in the world. We have a huge, we have a huge, um, a huge dream. But we always say you got to dream big. Or what's the what's the central yeah. dream? There for sure.
0: And not only Good is rent. it cost prohibitive, but for those places that have you know that have facilities, as you said in the film, it, it could be a 10-year wait yeah. to get yeah. to get into a yeah. facility. And that and the facility that we're talking about is, is sort of a work, live, care, support, right. you know, environment for a number of you know, a number of, of, of clients, if you will, um, folks that, that live together because in the work that Sean and I do in, in the world of finance and insurance and investments and estate planning, we're always talking about for every family, like what happens to our children after mm-hmm. we pass on. And for those of us in the special needs community, it's even, it's even more of a, of a, of a threat, a concern, a challenge, anxiety mm-hmm. provoking, who's going to care for my child after I pass on and give them what they need. And a lot of times as our children age out of the system of support it really becomes a scary you know a scary future and so what you all are doing now with the beyond ranch foundation is is trying to create a number of facilities locations um, where where folks can transition to and have the care and then that provides peace of mind if i capture that right Very succinctly. Very beautifully.
1: Yeah. 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 Perfect. It's it's fantastic too, because like Brian says, you know, in our primary work, it's one thing if you put a plan together for someone, you know, including, like I said, you know, life insurance, estate plan, you know, conservatorship, all of that kind of stuff, a special needs trust, everything, but people still have a, a situation depending on their family dynamic of who cares for my loved one when I exist only in memory. And then if you don't own property... And it's not protected in the estate plan. The question is that well, well, wait a minute,
3: where, where? Mm-hmm.
1: where? Yeah, you know. And so, again, anything that reminds us to 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 think of what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes and everything, you know, I, I mentioned so many times. You know the what the film taught me again is to just we can't ever tire of what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes, mm-hmm. um, and that and that's my biggest biggest sense of gratitude for the film and what you guys. Uh, you guys have done here it's just so amazing
3: thank you so much for those kind words yeah
0: Yeah, and 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 just for folks to know you know go to beyond ranch foundation um there's opportunity to to donate to contribute um this is not something that's just going to take place in california there are potential locations all over the country and really all over the world because you know uh Autism, the autism spectrum. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't just live. You know, in the sunny, <laughs> the sunny shores yeah. of California.
2: It's yeah. everywhere.
0: Um, and and again, Mark, to your point, like, think, dreaming big. Uh, listen, if we if 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 we dream of the whole world, and you know, we're only able to capture, you know, China. That's a lot of people. So that's okay. Let's dream big. Let's dream <laughs> as big as we possibly can. Because, exactly. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, the other thing is we're reminded of that, of that, you know, the story of the starfish, you know, the throwing the starfish back. You're like, there's so many starfish. How could you possibly make a difference for all these starfish? You're like, we make a difference from just one. That's you're just one family. Your story, Tamara, uh, is is so amazing. Um, I'm so grateful to have been to, for us to have been introduced by by Nancy and we're grateful to Nancy mm-hmm. Um, and the folks that supported that organization, grateful to have been a- able to experience the film ourselves and to be able to spend this time with you. Um, so moving. And we're so, we want to be a part of what it is that you're doing on a going forward basis, help you w- wherever we can. Um, yeah. Just know that having you here is an honor for us. Um, uh, it really, this has been such a meaningful thing. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw it, to, I want to sh- throw it to Sean, because we're at that point in our show. We'd love to hear this, answer from the two of you so i'm gonna throw this to sean and again i'm just gonna thank you ahead of time thank
3: you very much for everything you guys honest to god
1: uh thank you We're, we're just we're just getting started we've come to the portion of the show where you know we ask the following question with context you know our ability to change the world um is based on our our ability or our willingness to change ourselves so, with that said, if you could each give us just one example of a belief or a thought that you once believed strongly but no longer believe to be true,
3: go ahead. No, oh, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's it's. I thought I thought reflected on this question. You know, if, if I reflect on it deeply, um, because I've been someone my whole life who has. Uh, felt like I was here for a purpose. Mm -hmm. I just kind of went with the flow. Like, you know, Tiago says, she goes, we go with the flow. I've flown, I've done a flow of my life. I've made a lot of, you know, crazy left turns or, you know, taken roads that people wouldn't have have taken. Um, I think the greatest thing that probably I could say is I could, I could have easily fallen into an egocentric life of just selfish uh, for myself and sought like that fame and glory if that was really my desire but obviously it never was because I always came and went and I continued to do that through the rest of my career but I always worked with great people I so it's hard for me to answer that in any definitive because I've really I honestly feel that I don't have anything that I wished I'd done differently or that I feel that way about because I really feel that I'm in the moment that I'm supposed to be. I don't know if that's mm. very good answer to your question. But um yeah. it's my so, honest feeling. It's an answer. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. The good thing about the question is there is no there is no bad answer, you know, because okay. it's completely subjective. It's completely subjective.
2: Sure. And
1: and you know, and I don't want to answer for you, but I would venture to say that at the very least you have to think, you know, because this has been my experience, you know, I wanted to be, you know, I, I had demos around, I sang and I wrote, and I, I wanted to be the guy with the number one song on the chart, all that kind of stuff. I think the reason why I wanted to do that was to achieve what I'm seeking now, which is to make a difference in people's mm-hmm. lives in some way, yes. shape or form. And I'm sure that that applies anyway. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I would Go say ahead, this. Mark.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, I've thought about this question too. And uh, I don't probably have a very good answer for you either, but <laughs> um, I was very fortunate. I was brought up in a very loving family, and um, at a time I think that Tamar and I, um, you know, grew up as as kids. We I always say I think we grew up in one of the luckiest generations um, to ever live on the planet. And as such, I, I thought um, I thought the you know the, the system was more fair, let's put it that way, to the average person. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. the systems in place in America were 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 great and would look after individuals uh, who needed help but that's obviously shattered because uh, i had no experience with autism before i met tomorrow so to come over here and just see the magnitude of issues surrounding bringing up individuals beautiful beautiful human beings with profound challenges Mm-hmm. And what one has to go through to get the most basic services is it's not fair. The system is broken and it's broken badly and it needs to be fixed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, that,
0: that is beautiful. And off, 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 the question evokes perspective, I think. And that's what I, you know, I used to rail against the question personally because it made me question. Yeah. Constantly question things that I, Believed in that, don't believe it. But I think, if anything, it, it 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 evokes the answer that you both just gave, which is which is a, a a different perspective. You know, once you whether it's age or experience or trauma or whatever, we have something that we believe in, and then we realize that 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 that's not true. And mm-hmm. sadly, Mark, I agree with you. The institutions that we thought were there to to help the average American citizen, and obviously this is American centric, but those institutions actually don't, they don't, they don't protect the average American citizen at all. And the, and the, and the playing field is not that even. And so it requires folks like you dedicated to a bigger dream and and a bigger play to create opportunity for us to level the playing field to some degree for families. And again, as dads in the special needs community, Sean and I both Are grateful to you for your work, for your contribution, your sacrifices, your sacrifices to get to where we are, and we know that it's going to have an impact. And again, we'll leave a legacy for for a long time. So Mm -hmm. grateful to have the two of you here, and thank you for eloquent answers to that. (laughs) What I find always a difficult question to
3: do. (laughs) No, I don't think (laughs) mine was very eloquent. (laughs) It's beautiful. Uh, But you guys are (laughs) (laughs) important thank you for what you you. for having us on and what you you do every every week to bring awareness on so many to so many people that wouldn't have it otherwise so thank you for your service to humanity uh,
0: thank thank you you. we (laughs) we
3: clearly we uh, this
0: is not just something that we do we don't make any money doing this by the way we're not doing this for we're not doing this for we do this (laughs) because we're often the audience members as well as the hosts and we love we love the experience of talking to 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 folks such as you. And we're so committed to the service to this community. You can see we both get, you know, get emotional on a regular basis every week because we love the work and the commitment and again the sacrifice and, and the choices that our family members and our and those who serve this community um what they do on a regular basis. So and the, love that, it,
3: and the love that it, it brings into the lives of everyone, these kids bring love. Our For children, sure. all of our, our community of special needs and neurodiverse people bring a different awareness of awakening in people. Like purity. Yeah, it's that purity, purity. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. of soul,
1: less, heart. Less tarnish, less tarnished, less tarnished. And yes. you know, they, they they tend to embody what we always talk about, which is that questions are more important Powerful than statements. We should remain as childlike as we possibly can, and less childish, and just see the possibilities and everything. Um, And you know, Brian was talking about, you know, what Mark has done in his contribution from a man's perspective. We wanted to just share. You know, we have a form on the on the screen for the men's group that we started called um, uh, the Den. It's a support group for. Um, men who are parents or caregivers to those with special needs, um, and um, you know, if you're looking at it on on YouTube, you can see the 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 registration form. Um, that was on the screen, and then we also just want to make sure that we give some love to uh, Billy Footwear. There's a link on the screen there. They make they create footwear, adaptive footwear for those that are disabled or have challenges. Uh, if you use that um, link, there's a uh, there's 10% that you get off of your your purchase, and if it happens to take place at a time when they have a sale, there's 10% on top of that as well. And then the last thing I I want to say personally is, you know, everyone that's here today. You know, we're all people that just said, "I have an idea." Let me kind of put my hand up and maybe do that. And you have no idea the impact that you have on people. You know, when you're telling us the things about what we're attempting to do and everything, you know, it's like we're in the audience. We don't, you don't see that. So, if you have an idea that you think might serve people in any way, great or small run to it. Listen to whatever is telling you to go ahead and do that because uh, any and everything that reminds us that we have more in common that we do otherwise.
3: Absolutely. Yes, especially
1: absolutely. Right, especially right now with everything that's going on in the world. Yes. Um all the polarization. And not go, and yes, everything that's going on and everything that's missing. Um
4: yes. what's missing is love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's, it, and are, it's, not it's, that and it's that simple. Are it's are that simple. It's that just... simple vessels of love that's all Absolutely. they are They are amazing, amazing amazing two young men to be around because that's really all they are they want yeah. nothing yeah They all they want hey, is love and shelter it really comes out
0: yeah it really comes out for sure yeah yeah well and that's good it's a perfect segue to how we generally wrap up the show because i <laughs> i could say i always end the show by saying you know Empathy and love is what it's all about. And, you know, right now, again, empathy is, you know, you never know what a person's going through. You never know what their situation is. People who knew Tamra were like, Oh my God, I didn't even know this was your life. So have some, give give that person some grace and have some empathy. Yeah. You never know what somebody else is going through. And if we all look at the world through the lenses of love, as you say, Mark, through the lenses of love, the world's a much better place. That's really what it's all about. Um, again, I want to thank you two for, for joining us and, and, uh, but great to be, that we had Tiago as well I'll throw it to Sean to, to to give you the final final uh, thank you and and as we sign off I'm blessed to be here myself so
1: thank yeah you. again yes. thank you both and thank you to everyone that's listening live or after the fact and I'll just repeat what I said before again more questions less answers and I say that not having mastered it because I realized I made a post the other day I said you know we should accept the fact that we want people to be more like us than we realize right so we must we must never tire of accepting when someone isn't and we must never tire of our need and our responsibility to continually continuously raise our consciousness Mm -hmm. um so any and everyone within the sound of my voice thank you so much and we love you love you Thank you,
3: thank you so much